Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our week five, Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off a 5-0 week in our contest, folks. We recorded our Sunday episode before Sunday Night Football. And as we said on the show, a lot of the lines we liked have already moved which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show if you want to get the best of every number. Today, we will get to our Simon Says and our exec decision. Both were winners last week. Thursday, we will do Sharp Calls, Big Balls, Bet of the Week, and Foxhole. This episode, we'll look at the entire board, and we begin narrowing down the five picks. We'll enter in the fa- in the Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest. Still open for sign-up, still free to play. Still awarding weekly and season-long cash prizes at favorites.actionnetwork.com. Now, let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my partner in going 5-0 and this past week, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. How are we doing, Chad? Dude, you know what? I felt great. On Sunday, felt great about the day. And you know what I did Monday morning? Woke up, got to work on week five. I was looking for numbers. I'm putting notes into our script. I'm doing my research. I'm doing my reading. I'm just getting ready. And I thought about something we did differently this week for the contest that we used to do every week in the other contests we've done in the past, which was we locked our picks on Thursday. And, you know, when we when we were doing the contest in years past, the other contests, they would lock their lines, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. And we had till Sunday to submit. So you and I, by, by Wednesday or Thursday, we sort of knew the five games. You would put them in. And then by Sunday, we're just looking at the lines and saying, okay, do we like this better than this, this better than this? I think that helped. Do you agree? Yeah. Um I also felt like last week was easy. Like even even if we didn't stick with our five, like I think we were talking about putting the Ravens in because the the you know Watson was out and it's like you know 
it, that's the hardest part of these. Some weeks there's like, you know, we like seven or eight games and we're trying to fit it down to five. I feel like last week we really had our five. And then even the ones we we're thinking about putting in, I mean, we would have lost in the Raiders, but I think we talked Houston, but in the contest, they're two and a half. And then we talked Ravens. I think yep. they're maybe plus one. So um, yeah, last week was great, but yeah, I'm happy to do it again. Like lock it in Thursday. And if we have to move and change numbers, we will, but if we wake up Sunday and there is a game you're like all in on, I'll never poo poo. It's like, if I'm on the same side, it's going to make its way in there. So having the locked in numbers were nice, but those are always nice weeks where we got the best of the number and we had no worries when it came to switching which one's in and which one's out. The favorites podcast is not a poo poo podcast. (laughs) We listen, we listen to everybody's side because we want to be, we want to be all inclusive. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION, and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older. Must be present in Colorado, Kentucky, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. Here's our update. So in week four in the contest, no joke, this is this might have been a clue for us, Simon. We had 700 700 entries finished five and oh dozens of people tied for first place because they nailed the tiebreaker of total New York giants penalty yards, which was 45. So congrats to our winners. Please expect harder and harder tiebreakers from now on this week's producer cup award goes to Rafa Yassel for finishing dead fucking last in the week four contest going zero and five and missing the tiebreaker by 65 yards. Rafa, Email our producer, Matt Mitchell, at podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. Week five of the contest is live. The Monday Night Football tiebreaker, length of the first Raiders drive. Good luck, everybody. Let's get to week five. Before we do that, quick update on our futures. Simon and I like Justin Herbert to lead the league in passing at 25 to one. He's fifth. I'm a little anxious about that finger issue. We like Tyreek Hill to lead the league in receiving yards at nine to one. He is third behind Justin Jefferson and and Puka Nakua. Jalen Carter, despite Devin Witherspoon doing everything he can to stake a claim to the Defensive Rookie of the Year award, is still the odds-on favorite to win the award. We liked him at 7-1. to one. He is now like plus 100 at that 365. And don't forget, we liked Josh Allen at 10-1 to one to win MVP uh, before the Bills-Dolphins game this past week. He is now the odds-on favorite. Kudos to Simon. All right. Our theme this week is fading the public because that is what we like to do. And this year, the betting public, meaning when there are 51% or more of the tickets on a side, this season they are 33, 24, and 3 against the spread. The public has lost money each of the past five years. It also might mean time to start fading the public even more aggressively. Simon, we got the Chicago Bears visiting the Washington Commanders, they're six and a half point underdogs. I got a lot to say about this game as a Bears fan. I think this one anecdote will epitomize everything I feel about this team right now. My older son 
who is not a sports kid and has never watched a full NFL game, maybe even hasn't watched a half, sent me a TikTok that showed the Bears are the only team in all the professional sports that has not won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter last October. <laughs> no, you guys are the greatest tanking team ever, Chad. I'll keep saying it. It's the damn truth. You're really good at losing. Well, look, now we've got a chance to get the number one and the number two pick. The Bears have lost 14 consecutive games, allowed 25-plus points in all of them. That's a uh, the longest streak in NFL history. But they were one of the most unlucky teams on Sunday, outgained Denver by 160 yards, had nearly 30 first towns, had four drives, ended Broncos territory with no points, um, including the sack and strip and the fumble return for a touchdown to tie that game. Every part of my body is saying, take the Bears here because Washington is overvalued. And this feels like the right spot to fade the home favorite of a big number. What are we supposed to do here? Yeah, I know some pros have come in on the Bears, but yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same spot as you. As I got no real read on it where your your defense is so horrible and you've had so many injuries. So you already had bad players on defense and those bad players have gotten hurt. So now you have those bad players backups playing. It, it, it's really an absolute train wreck for this Bears defense. So I want to take it because I feel like Fields could be in this game. And you can the way you attack this Washington team is deep balls and throwing into that secondary. And that's what the Bears can do pretty well, actually. So I want to take the Bears. I was hoping it stayed seven. The pro money came in at six and a half now. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do this one. I'll, 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 I mean, I always talk about it. I just like Ben primetime under, so I'll take the under. Maybe I'll tease um, Washington down. It's it's a it's a long teaser number. You get them down to 0.5. Um, you know, it's hard though. It's like I want, like you just said, the Bears were really unlucky last week. I saw a lot that I liked, but I don't know what to do. It's against a defense that gave up 70 the week before. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's hard to know what to do with this Bears team. So luckily, right. it, we don't need to we don't need to put this one in the contest. We're not going to put this in the contest. I think. I honestly feel like the play here is patience. And we just talked about, you know, fading the public, right? So I think we can anticipate that come Thursday night, we're going to see a lot more money come in on the commanders and it will overweigh the early money that's come in on the bears. And this game will get closer to seven is what I'm hoping. And then I'll get a chance to see if I can get the bears a plus seven, but so stay away for now. We mentioned our sponsor, Bet365's early payout offer for NFL games. We've mentioned it a few times. That's when you cash your bet automatically if the team you back gets a 17-point lead. Last week, Bet365 had its fourth early payout offer cash in four weeks when the Bears blew a three-touchdown lead against Denver. And the Chad right. Parlay cashed because of it. I played it. ten to What was it, 11-1? I think so. <laughs> nice job. The Jags and the Bills are playing the second London game. The Bills are five and a half point favorites. Obviously, no home advantage here. I mean, the rule of thumb here has been to play the favorites. Yeah. Uh, in London. And the rule of thumb is if you're playing Josh, Josh Allen, you play the favorite because he wins consistently over the number. Like, I forgot what the number is now, Evan Abrams. But, uh, you know, his – he – wins by more than a touchdown a significant amount of time. 
I guess the Bills. Yeah, it's really hard because I want to take the Jaguars. It's like they've been in, they're still in England. They've been all there all week. The Bills just had a huge emotional win, you know, in their mind, that was for the division, right? It was like, they're not worried about the Jets. They're not worried about the Patriots. It was Miami. Everyone's talking about Miami. Like Josh Allen, he was all in on that game, had the best game of the year for himself. Like just an incredible football. There's always a letdown after that. It's like, this should be a smash spot for me on the Jaguars, but Josh Allen's so good and Trevor Lawrence has looked so bad. It makes it hard for me to want to go all in on this Jaguars team. So yeah, don't don't have a read on it yet. Like I want to take the Jaguars. I was hoping it was going to be six, six and a half. It's been five, five and a half in a lot of books. Just a weird number, weird line. To me, the Bills are just way better right now than this Jaguars team. Like if Ritter was a, not a corpse, I think the Atlanta would have been in that game and might have won that game against the Jaguars. So something's not right with this Jacksonville team. But this is such a letdown spot for the Bills team. I'm happy I don't have to make a pick on this one yet, but definitely lean towards the Jaguars. Yeah, reminder that the uh, Thursday night football games and the early European kickoffs are not included in the favorites contest. So you can't pick those games. We can't take it anyway, so okay. we don't have to worry about it. Um, but it is like, look, we like playing as many games as we can. As, as you once said to me, there's a, there's only so many football games. So you want to bet as many of them as you can, right? I'm trying to do it on our action app. I'm trying to bet every game, not every total, but just about. And it's been fucking tough. Like the fans wanted me to do it. I've been trying to do it, man. It is hard because I tell people all the time, a normal week, I'll make three pretty large bets and then I'll bet every game. But every every game is a little different, right? This year, I've been trying to give out every single game, every side, almost every total I can. And it is fucking hard. That's why we always say, like, the key to this is you narrow down from the 16 games to the three or four you really like. And like last week, went five and oh, that's the dream scenario where it's like you have five, but you can bet them all go crazy. But you really want to lock in a couple of games because... We say all the time, it is so hard to get all these games right. Josh Allen, by the way, 59 wins in his career. 45 of those 59 wins have been by seven points or more. Okay, here we go, Simon. Getting to the heart of the matter. We still owe people, as Simon says. We still owe people an exec decision. Last night, the New York football giants put on a display that was so pathetic. It looked like the kind of team you expected them to be without Brian Dayball's coaching magic. And you had to wonder why they did what they did with Daniel Jones. Truly pathetic, pathetic performance. They have not scored a first half touchdown. Last night before the game, the Giants were a nine point underdog to Miami this weekend in Miami. They are now 11 point underdogs. No, normally I'd be all over this Giants number, but they have no O-line. And they have no way of scoring. How are they going to keep up with one of the best offenses we've ever seen? Even if Miami is an off game, do they really score less than 30 points against this terrible Giants defense? And can we really trust Daniel Jones to put up more than 30 points with this offense that I love the shit on Daniel Jones? Yeah, he made some horrible reads and stuff like that. He was getting destroyed from the first snap on. I want to be on the Giants here. Like this feels like the spot to take them. Maybe I will by Thursday's show, but as you say right now, I don't have a penny on this Giants team. I don't know what to do with this. Just last year, we saw the best it could ever possibly be with Daniel Jones, it feels like, in this offense. They got duped. They paid him the money, and that sucks, but it is what it is. So this Giants team, we were all over there under coming into the season. Just we all knew regression was coming, and it is hitting them hard. It's so interesting, right? Because... 
what did the Giants GM, what did Brian Dayball see in Daniel Jones to convince themselves that one year of him playing okay was worthy of the contract that they gave him? Nobody lives like that. Like (laughs) when there's a great employee who has one good year, you don't all of a sudden give them the biggest contract that you could possibly give and tie your entire future success to that person. Like that's what Brian Dayball did. That's what this GM did. They tied their hands to Daniel Jones. They're a little stuck though. Like he won that playoff game and they were like, what are we going to do? There's no, there's no other option. Are we going to really go get Jimmy G? Yeah. I'm with you. They're kind of just stuck where it's like the guy won a playoff game. I really not going to re-sign him. So I don't know the whole language of the contract for them, but I, I do think they can get out of it after next season. So here, there's a couple things that I do think are worth paying attention to here. The Giants are terrible. Zero takeaways. <laughs> first, first, fifth team with zero takeaways through four games. All Crazy. Time. All right. Number one. Number two, the Giants defense has 18 pressures on opposing QBs this season. That's the lowest in the NFL. Tua has been pressured on just 12 dropbacks. And did 11 of them come against the Bills? And 11 of them came <laughs> against the Bills, right? No, this is a, this is a bad, even just reading, when you're reading those stats now, it's like, shit, we might have to go fucking chalk and take Miami. Like, this might, this number might be too low. This might need to be two touchdowns. So here's the thing. We've seen this before. Teams who scored three points or less the previous week, oh. six, 61% against the spread. They're, the, they're that 39. <laughs> okay, that could be. It could be right. Right, that's exactly. What that stat 61% means. Sixty-one percent doesn't mean a hundred percent. Yeah, it just means you know two thirds of the time. But no, I need a couple of broken eggs in there for the omelet. So they're 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 the ones, man. But we they're, did they're see bad. it. Listen, who who was it last weekend? It was uh, Tennessee, which we loved. Yeah, uh, and it was Bears. somebody else. And uh, oh, Washington. And, and Washington, which we loved. Thank you, Evan. So you know, like both teams. Also, both teams I do wonder. Look. A team that just was blown out coming back for a big win is not unsurprising and not a bad side to take either. So, you know, we're putting it on the board. It's on the board. We're going to continue the conversation. A game that we know we have to talk about. The Saints, one and a half point dogs at Bet365 at the Patriots. There are not many reasons to like the Saints team. Their offense is truly, truly horrible. I was reading Bill Barnwell's column yesterday on ESPN.com. Couple couple stats to point out. 28th in success rate, 27th in expected yards per carry, 28th in league points per drive. Uh their offense, Pete Carmichael, their coordinator, not putting uh Derek Carr in a position to succeed, especially with play action, which is what he was so good at. Number one quarterback off play action. Two years ago, they've had him just do 10 play action passes per Barnwell through four games. So the average team has 29. Terrible in the red zone. But Matthew Judon out for an extended period of time. Christian Gonzalez out. The only reason we like the Patriots is because of their defense. Now that kind of defense is, is missing their two best players. I bet yeah, like, no, you you nailed it. But we talked about before we even came on here is people are probably going to be hesitant just because we don't know what's going on with Derek Carr. He might be injured. and. That that is fair, but if we're just talking about the better team, it has to be the Saints now with all the injuries to this New England team. Yes, the Saints had a horrible game last week. I, I thought they honestly thought they were going to fire their OC before this game and make a change because you can still kind of get away with it this early in the season. We can get rid of a guy, have someone else come in, try to redo everything, and 
I guess they don't want to make that move yet, but there in no world should Kamara be catching 13 balls for 33 yards. And that's what happened last week with the Saints offense. Like your your number one guy is Olave. Olave had one catch for four yards. I don't know what they're gonna do, what they're gonna change, but I guarantee you it starts right there. Like in no world should Kamar be getting 13 catches and Olave gets one catch. This this kid is incredible. So I know they're gonna make those corrections. On the flip side now, we have no one, like you just said, we have no one we, we fear now on this Patriots team where they lost like I talked about. I feel like Belichick had his shutdown corner, and that was a big deal. And yeah. with Gonzalez gone, I, I do think that's really gonna affect their secondary. Now you have a team coming in. Not only do they have a lot, but they have Michael Thomas and Rashid. Like they have really good weapons on the outside. So um their car stuff makes me a little nervous where it's like I would make this as Simon says, like, but don't be shocked if this is one of our five on Sunday. If we like what we're hearing about their car and this number's still good, just because I I do think it's crazy to say, but I would make the Patriots a, an underdog here at home. So I do think we're getting good value here on the Saints team. Very close to making it the exact decision. <laughs> one of the reasons I'm hesitating is because I'm still seeing money come in on the Patriots, which doesn't make sense to me. But it's the Belichick effect. It's the same reason idiots like me were taking them last week against Dallas, where it's like you're thinking that they'll be able to get it right on defense. You know what? Yeah. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. Exact decision. Really? Without yep. knowing what's up with Derek? Yep. I'm okay. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. <laughs> Don't do this. We did this last week with Vegas. Don't do this to me. I'm doing it. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. The Steelers are three and a half. This line moved down from four and a half. Look, classic Tomlin spot. I know. What? A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. We win the game with this crew of bodies right here today. Uh, Bring your game today. Not just that, but in this series, right? Like in this series, here's some great stats. In this series, the underdog in this series, 22-5-3 and three against the spread uh, when Tomlin faces Harbaugh. The underdog has covered 11 straight in this rivalry oh and is 15-1-1 and one and one against the spread since 2015. Let the greatest of all time look at your work. When this line is three or more since 2005, the underdog is 21-3-3. Three and three. Man, an opportunity to get a quality dude at a discount. Like, what are we talking about? Fucking A. Yeah. I, I hate it just because we, we both hate it because we think Mitch is going to play. Now I hate it because we didn't bet it at four and a half. Well, she'll get a good number of four. I mean, I guess because of those stats. I mean, those are amazing trends that base off of like, I already wanted to take Pittsburgh here because it is a home divisional dog. We are getting a team in Pittsburgh that I assume the public was going to leave them for dead. Like, that's why I thought this number would keep going up and everyone's going to come on this Ravens team. But the Ravens are banged up. Like their team has a ton of injuries and you didn't really see that last week because the Browns just rolled over, but you did see it against that Colts team. Like it, it just seemed like the Ravens should be much more superior than that Colts team. They kept it close because the Colts do have talent, but you know, this Pittsburgh team, Chad, let's go, Matt. You're, you're, you're making the right call because of all the best we talked about, this is making me sick thinking about taking Pittsburgh, but I think you're right. Like all those stats you read off, you, you want to back the dog here, especially the home dog in these divisional matchups. And yeah, four and a half in the contest. If it's that in Sunday, I don't know how we don't put that as one of our five. Like this is just a nice Tomlin spot, but man, does it make me feel sick? Somebody got to be all in for everybody to be all in. Well, look, I think the the big reason why we're talking about it is because 
the Steelers defense is not what it was in any point in this, in this rivalry. Right. And their secondary isn't very good right now. Their run defense isn't very good. I feel like the uh, coaching is just bad. Both like sides. They're just, yeah. They're just not, they're not yeah. the same team. So it, it's giving me a little bit of pause. Yeah. So no, it's fair. We're hesitating right now. We are hesitating. Uh, another big game, Carolina at Detroit. Detroit is minus nine. Nick Giffen will tell you this is an unofficial luck rankings bet because there's a huge difference between Carolina and Detroit in terms of luck. Um, and in this scenario, luck teams meeting this threshold that I'm discussing, 63.5% against the spread um, since 2018, 71% for road teams. So huge luck differential. But Jared Goff, like, I, I feel like we got to back the Panthers. Yeah, a good spot for the Panthers where, you know, Detroit just coming off a huge win. They party for four days, right? Because it was a Thursday game. Yep. They went to Lambeau. That's got to be a fun weekend for the boys, right? Just getting after it. Then you come back in on practice this week. Everyone's still blowing smoke up your ass all week. Panthers, they just feel like a team teams are going to start overlooking because they are so bad. Even on film, they are really bad. Bryce Young is really bad on film right now. I told you, like, I would have been all over the Panthers last week if it was Andy Dalton. And I was completely like, okay, I'll go Vikings. It's it's Bryce Young. And I want to have the same mentality here where it's like, I don't know how this kid's going to get down the field and score points. Like, that's my biggest fear of this kid right now is he doesn't have any command of the offense where you have confidence in CJ. You have confidence in Anthony Richardson to take the ball down the field. And, yeah, this is this is a really tough one, Chad, because it's such a big number and it's a really nice spot to back Carolina. But I think it's one of those people you can wait and hope this gets up to 10 because people are going to be sitting there just like me and Chad. We know this number's too high. Like, everyone knows this number's too high. But the question is, is this Detroit team just that good now? Like, where they're just going to be blowing out steamrolling these teams? Because what they did to Green Bay was really impressive. Like, he came out, I believe he threw a pick on their first drive, gave up three points. He went out there, drove the field, scored a touchdown, and there was no looking back. Like, golf, golf got that energy right now, and he's at home inside. This is usually where we back him, so... Um, this is a hard one. I'm definitely fighting myself with it where it's like, I know this is a big number. I know I should take the Panthers, but I make this number 10 right now. My value is technically on Detroit, but it's just like so chalky. I just can't get there. Yeah. I actually put in our notes. Uh, is it possible the lions are the right side in this spot? According to my model, they are, but like the human element, I just, it's hard for me to get there just because of just having this whole week after that green Bay win. But again, they might be that team. I told you I wanted to move them above Dallas if they'd won that game against Green Bay. I, I'm literally right there just because of the injury to Diggs with Dallas now. Like the literally the power ratings right there. This is another game. If they win this and Dallas loses the 49ers, I, I won't be shocked next week on Monday if we're here. And it's like, yep, I got I got the Lions now up number three. Let me tell you something. I love this team now. You can feel it, man. You're going to be ready to go, man. Piss and vinegar. I love this team. They're that team right now, so um, definitely, definitely an interesting game for them. Oh, wow. You see the stat from Evan? They haven't been fair by a touchdown or more since September 10th, 2018, oh, yeah. and that was against the Jets. So, yeah, been uh, been about five years for this Lions team since they've been favored by this many points. 
Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. Houston and Atlanta. This is a game that we talked about on the Sunday night show. When the line opened, it was three and a half. And you said, I'm waiting for it to get below three. You didn't have to wait long. Is it one Monday morning? Now Atlanta is favored by two. I texted you yesterday and said, have you bet Atlanta yet at minus one? And you said, no. What are you waiting on? I was hoping they get to a dog. I was just like, all week, it's just going to be the CJ Shroud show. Like I said that on Think Sunday night. It's like, I saw the tape. I watched the game and I texted you yesterday. I rewatched and it's like, this kid is incredible. He's playing out of his mind. Every time he's about to get buried by TJ Watt, he made the right read, the right hot route, the right throw. Crazy. I mean, it really is crazy. Like, never, never saw this coming. I, I had CJ for months as my number one quarterback. It was what I pitched to the team to take. And I think, you know, a week or two before the season, uh, the draft, I should say, I moved Richardson to my number one QB just because of a cognitive test. Boy, do I feel like a fucking idiot. Like, those tests are bullshits, apparently, because this kid is a football savant. Like, the reads he's making, maybe it's just the perfect moment, Chad. Maybe this kid's just having a moment. It's all clicking, and he'll come back to earth, crashing to earth. But we've never seen anything like this. I, I'm having a hard time how to handicap it. Um, Atlanta is going to be a big bet for me this week. I'm all over this number. I love this spot for Atlanta. Everyone is totally giving up on this team. Houston will be the most public dog of the week. Atlanta is not as bad as they've looked, people. And I, I get where you're coming from, the hype on the Texans. Like, oh, you just don't believe in this kid? We do believe in him. Me and Chad, if you go back and lift our draft shows, we were all over CJ, hyping him up, talking about how great this kid could be. I never saw this coming. Like, what we've seen through four weeks is really is something just to be, be incredible. And if you're a Houston fan, Hell, they might be the most excited fan base on football. Like, it looks like they got their guy. Like, they nailed the draft. So, um, I hate to be the guy to drag them back down here, but this is insane. Like, this team, the hype, all of it, this should be three. That's why I, I said to you on Sunday, like, if this goes below three, I'm going to be all over this Atlanta team, and it is. And do not be shocked if CJ has a total meltdown in this game and he just has a bad game where he had a great matchup, Against Jacksonville, he didn't, he played well, but wasn't like incredible. They had a kick return. They had a bunch of stuff in that game. And then you had this Pittsburgh game where he did play really well. Like I said, he had incredible throws and both his tackles. Well, he's got like, I don't even think he has a single starter. Maybe he has one starter left on that line from preseason. It's all about Atlanta here in me, where it's like, I don't think Ritter's as bad as people perceive. He had a horrible game. I think, you know, they get them back on track. This is, to me, a total trendsetter of your entire season. Atlanta loses this. I think they missed miss the playoffs. Houston wins this. Now I have to start thinking, okay, this team actually might be for real in this division. It might make the playoffs. But as far as it goes and how we play the situations, this is a classic letdown spot from Houston. They, they played against Pittsburgh who, you know, say what you want about them. That was really a Kenny Pickett, just a total meltdown game. Like, he gifted that to them. So, um, I know it's really hard to back Atlanta because I know all of you guys watched that game in England. You got to you gotta forget it. You got to move on to this week and play the number, and you're getting a good number here against a rookie coach and a rookie QB on the road under three in Atlanta. Come on. We got to take this number. 
Yeah, look, Desmond Ritter is going to be the starting quarterback. There was conversation, at least speculation, rumor. People were hoping, you know, would Taylor Heineke be the starting quarterback? Arthur Smith said Desmond Ritter is going to be the starter. Crazy. Uh, By the way, uh, according to the luck rankings, the Falcons were the least lucky team. Oh, no, the second least lucky team uh, this past weekend. Uh, Bears were three. Falcons were two. We're going to get to number one. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you want to fade when it comes to the Texans and their performance. And you want to bet on as far as the Falcons and their performance. And you're not wrong. 72% of the money of the tickets coming in on the Texans right now. Like, But, but is the money coming in on Atlanta? It's got to be pro money. There's not a ton of money on Atlanta right now. But, I'm shocked by that. Yeah, I, I'd well, assume it was pro, pro money would come in on this one. No, no. I mean, I think pro money has come in on it, which is why it's moved, you know, but I mean, it hasn't, it's moved in the direction of the Texans. Um, so there hasn't been a ton of money coming in at the books I'm looking at on the Falcons right now, but that might change now that it's at, it got down to one and now it's at one and a half and two in some places. So it's starting to balance out Titans visiting the Colts. Look, they asked a question on Sunday night about the Titans. You shot me down. Some would say it wasn't very nice. The people who sometimes feel like you're not very nice to me would say that. You might say you were just answering a question. Whatever it is, I bet the Colts at one and a half, and now the number's closer to pick. Money's coming in on the Colts. Uh, like what? You got the Colts at a dog? No, no. I bet the Colts at minus one and a half. Oh, so money's coming in on the Titans. The bets are on the Titans. The money are on, is on the Colts right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just I again another time I like this spot where we talk all the time. It's all about the number. If the summer was plus three, maybe two and a half, I'd be all over this Titans team. It's not. It's too short. It's too much of a reaction to what they did last week to Joe Burrow. And the simplest way I could break it down to people is the Titans are really, really, really good at the D tackle position. But the rest of their defense has a lot of holes and a lot of weaknesses to it. And the way you can attack it is getting a mobile quarterback outside the pocket against them. And you saw against the Browns, that's what exactly what the Browns did with Watson. And it worked really well against the Tennessee team. I really like this coaching staff for the Colts. Like, watching that game yesterday, all the positions they put Anthony Richardson in, it really looks like it's all clicking there. Like, the same thing where CJ is being put in good positions to succeed with this Texans team. It feels the same with Richardson. And we talked about it. He had a slow start in that first half, right? It's like he's coming back from an injury. You know, these rookies are all going to hit different walls at different points. And I thought, okay, he's going to let this one slip away. It was just going to be a bad game against the Rams. And he totally flipped it in the second half and really made some incredible throws with Aaron Donald tackling him and things like that, um, which if you like film room, we'll be breaking down some uh, Richardson plays tomorrow. It's all about the number for this one for me, where – I totally get it if you're like, well, I guess you guys always said bet Vrabel as a dog. Totally fair, but it's it's all about situations. And we faded Vrabel as a three-and-a-half-point dog against Cleveland. Like, that was just playing a spot, playing the situation. It feels kind of the same here where this Colts team is better than people perceive, and Tennessee is not as good as people perceive. Like, that Bengals team just is not the same team as they were last year. I think people need to get rid of that idea in their head right now. Like, Joe Burrow clearly is not the same guy. So, we're, we're buying low on a team, the Colts, that – you know, they, they almost came back. I believe it was 23 to three or 23 to nothing. And they almost came back and stole that game from the Rams. I just, I like this team's moxie and I like this number. And Richardson, they keep putting him in the best position to win. And looking at this matchup, 
I think Tennessee's defense is really going to struggle with the playing style of Richardson. So, yeah, little little spooky taking a rookie head coach and a rookie uh, quarterback against Rabel. But I'm going to trust the number. I think it's a good spot here. So not not shocked to see that uh, it's a lot of tickets right now in Tennessee. It just feels like the Colts here are the smart play. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Simon, I want everyone to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Simon, can you tell me right now, would you like to eat more or less than 20 pieces of pizza on game day? More. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what toppings do you think Lions coach Dan Campbell gets when he orders Little Caesars? Ankles. (laughs) However you order your pizza, no matter how creative you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. All right. One of the other games that, that is fascinating and you just mentioned Cincinnati on Sunday night, when we talked about Cincinnati and Arizona, the Bengals were favored by six. Now they're favored by three moved to five while we were recording. It just kept moving. Um, so much love for the cars because of how they compete. So much hate for the Bengals who look lost. At some point, we got to think about betting the Bengals here, right? I know. That's why it scares me where it's like, I can't believe they're, bang- they're begging for Bengals money. It's crazy how the- it's already shifted that much. But yeah, you'll lose money on um, the Bengals enough. I guess the public's just totally off of them. So don't don't know what to do this one. Like I want to take the Cardinals. We talked about this one. I was hoping to go back up, and it's gone complete other direction. So um, this will be a quick one. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll probably touch more on Thursday, but I got no opinion on it right now. It's like it's sitting there at three. I want to take the Bengals, but like me and Chad have been around the block too long just to step right into it. So uh, I'm going to keep waiting, but definitely very tempting to back this Bengals team that, yes, they are very bad. I don't know if they're this bad. Like the Cardinals still – as good as they've played and they've looked, this is a team that has a lot of weaknesses. So def- definitely pretty interesting that we're getting this number here on a Bengals team that didn't they just hang three 
are they part of that equation from last week? Are they a team that only put up three points last week where it's like, are they part of the 61% and we're supposed to back them here? So definitely if it gets to two and a half in our contest, I don't know, me and Chad Sunday morning, that that's going to be a conversation that's going to be tough to pass on taking the Bengals at that number. Well, look, this is when betting gets interesting, right? Why do we decide that some teams that look terrible are the right ones to play in the bounce back and some teams that look terrible are the wrong ones to play in the bounce back? Like, it's it's so nuanced. The line is always moving on these formulas. It's not just a solid play this team because of X, play this team because of Y system. Like, you got to think about everything. And Cincinnati's offense does not look good. So we're going to have a lot of hard conversations come Thursday and come Sunday if this line keeps moving. I think it'll settle at three. And then we're just going to have to decide, did it move too much? This this next game to me is fascinating. The Eagles visiting the Rams. It was at five and a half. It's been bet down to four and a half. I believe the Rams are undefeated against the spread. The Eagles are undefeated in real games and still haven't looked very good. So what do we make of these teams? I think you had a good read. I think you said you liked the Rams and you were like thinking about taking them at five and a half. And my pause was I thought Stafford got gotten banged up in their game and I wanted to hear what the reports were. And it sounds like he's going to play through whatever the injury is. McVay came on and said like he thinks he's going to play. We're apparently supposed to get Cooper Cup back. That's why we like the Rams. Like we were saying, if you got Cooper Cup, you know, with all these other guys who have really showed up here, even Williams, a running back for – um the Rams has looked great. Yeah. So, you know, Puka set the record. I think everyone's talking about it where it's like, is this guy just going to fall off a cliff now with uh, Cooper Cup coming back? I don't really see it being like that. Like Stafford seems to be comfortable with this kid. And even when he was triple covered, Stafford's still a trust in him. Where like, instead of looking for other guys, Stafford like trusted himself to be able to fit in the window and for Puka to make the catch. And he does like the kids got incredible hands. So, um. Yeah, Chad. Like, if we're if we're talking about feeling a little little chalky, it's probably is taking the Rams here. But luckily for us, it's. I mean, it's not like if you want to grab the four and a half, I would now. I could see this keep dropping. I could see if it's if Stafford's all good to go. I could see this by game time getting down to three and a half. Um, this this is a crazy game where it's like I, I think Chad's right in saying there are a lot of questions right now about the Eagles, even though they are four and zero. But this is a great matchup for that Eagles D line. Like this, this, this front five for the Rams ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing to uh, rave home about. So, um, if you could, I'd grab the four and a half now, just because I do think this will keep dropping. The pros just seem to love this Rams team. We've seen, like Chad just said, three zero and one, and it depends when you got that number. That that one was a push against the Bengals. You could have got six and a half, and we gave it out that Sunday night, and you could have got three and a half all day Monday the next day. So. Um, they're really to a lot of people, they're four now. This Rams team has just been incredible this season for covering. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky game. Like I know in my head the right side is the Rams, and in my heart, I keep thinking the Eagles are just getting better and better. And they're just one of those teams, they play with a kind of confidence where they're not they don't um they don't feel the pressure. They're not acting with irrational urgency is what I would call it. Meaning they know they're good. They, they know how to win. They're putting themselves in a position to win when they need to. And they're working out their issues at the same time. 
And that's really fucking hard to do. Like they're, you know, they're changing the wheels on a semi as it rolls down the road. Um, and that's just impressive. So I like, yeah, they got team. bad injuries too. They're, they're number two and number three corners are out and their middle starting linebackers out. So it, yeah. it is a team that if Stafford's got all of his guns back, you're going to be able to pass the ball. We just saw Sam Howe look like an all pro against his secondary. Yep. The chiefs are on the road at the Vikings on Sunday night. I was very tempted to take the chiefs or the yeah. Vikings at, at plus six. Yeah. Good call. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't do it. And I, I, I couldn't get there with you. Cause I was like, Oh, this number will keep going up. Cause again, the chiefs hadn't played yet. And our whole thinking was if the chiefs do cover this number tonight, you might be able to get six and a half, seven. Luckily for me and Chad, they did not cover that number. And my man, my homes took the slide. Yeah. Right. Cause he knew there was some BS holding penalty uh, a couple plays before. And, you know, looking at this Minnesota team, it is scary to back this number, but me and Chad say it all the time. We we only back Mahomes when he's under a field goal or a dog. We fade Mahomes when he's over a field goal. So we're getting five, five and a half people. Like it sucks, but we're playing the percentages here. Like if you if you play the percentages, this is a smart bet to make on Minnesota. Yes, Kirk looked like dog shit against Carolina. This is a different scenario. This is Kirk at home. Kirk at home is a different player. He always plays better at home. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to – another thing I want to react to is I, I said something looks right about the Chiefs' offense, and we saw that against the Jets, right? He had all those terrible picks and those turnovers. I'm trying not to react to that because this Minnesota defense is horrible. Yeah. They are so bad. If you look on paper, this defense, man, they might be bottom 26, 27. Like, they're way down there, one of the worst defenses in football. So – Definitely a game where you're making this bet on the Vikings. It's a bet on Kirk Cousins. Like, that's what me and Chad are saying here is, like, Kirk will keep us in this game. He'll be able to keep up with Mahomes and score points. Hate it, but another one that's, like, might not be in our big ball is better the week. Maybe that is every week going against the Chiefs, but it feels that way where it's, like, take Kirk and the points here. It's it's too big of a spread. Like, this, this to me should be closer to four, five, five and a half. It's a good number, so... Yeah, it sucks. I, I I talked you off to getting the six, Chad. You were spot on getting that Sunday night, but um, that's one of those I regret not grabbing because you know we had a good read. We should have took the number and we should have known that the Chiefs weren't going to cover that. So that that's definitely a tough one to swallow. Here's a number that is scary if you're going to bet on the Minnesota Vikings against arguably the greatest statistical quarterback who's ever lived already. They have allowed the sixth highest completion percentage all time through four games so far this year. <laughs> this is a shootout game, right? Like this is the exact type of game. Kansas City comes into Minnesota and it is a classic witching hour game, final possession game. Like that's how this game to me ends up going. It is a, you know, how you like that game from Kirk Cousins to me. That's how it plays I agree. out. All right. Our favorite team, the New York Jets, visiting the Denver Broncos. Broncos are two and a half point favorites. Broncos defense, I just gave you the stat about the Vikings. The Broncos defense has allowed the highest completion percentage all time through four games. Meanwhile, we have to be asking ourselves, did the Jets see something with Zach Wilson they think they can replicate against the defense like this? I feel like we're at peak Jets. We can, and like I know it's hard to take the Broncos because we might be at peak Broncos too, but the Broncos might be the right side here. Yeah, they are. Yeah, this this number's too short. If it was three and a half, I would have loved the Jets. They'd been a great number. Another time to fade this Broncos team over a field goal. 
that would have been great, but it's not. Like people are now in on Zach Wilson. They are thinking what you're thinking, which is like, well, if he can do that against the Chiefs, such a great defense, surely he'll be able to pass and do well against this terrible defense on the Denver. And it's like, NFL don't work that way. Like one game you got, the next game you don't. That's what makes so hard the quarterback position. It's like all these guys are uber talented and great athletes. It's week to week consistency. That's the hardest thing in NFL. It's like to be consistent week to week. Such a letdown spot for this Jets team. Like that was, it felt like they put everything into that Chiefs game. It was right there. I mean, that guy, I think it was a punt, right? It was 2020. They punted it. This guy had one man to beat. And he tripped up for this Jets team. They'd end up not scoring or winning that game. And it was like, it was all there for that team. On the flip side, Denver, it, even if you're scared off by this defense, it's Russell Wilson that's making me feel okay taking this number, Chad. Like, this guy has been playing really well in this Sean Payton offense. And he's not doing the stupid shit he was doing last year. Like, it's night and day, seeing what he did last year to this year, where if, if it's not there, He's not going to just force it. He either use his legs, he'll throw it out of bounds, or take the easy check down instead of forcing and turn the ball over, which he couldn't stop doing last year. So, I've loved what I've seen from Russ this year. It's none of it, none of none of the blame I put on him for what Denver start. It's all been about their defense. So, totally fair if you're hesitant because Denver has one of the worst. I mean, Chad has told you they have one of the worst defenses ever statistically. Um, but Russell Wilson fake makes me feel confident taking this one. Like I'm getting Russ against Zach Wilson. Pretty comparable teams, right? The, I mean, I'd give the Jets a little yeah. bit of an edge just because their defense is that much better of a unit, but not that much difference to make it under a field goal. So I, I get it. Public's going to come in on this Jets team. They're going to be hi- hyped up about this Zach Wilson stuff, but I, I, I got to just fade that noise and take what I think is the better quarterback right now and Russell Wilson under a field goal at home. Uh, the, what's It's so interesting because Russell Wilson – we expected him to be better with Sean Payton. No one expected this defense to be nearly as historically bad as it has been. And that's been their biggest issue. Russell Wilson, just like in the first couple of games in the first half, like they even made adjustments off of that, but this defense can't stop anybody. It's, um, it's crazy. It's going to be a hard one for us to make. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. Game Time, that's our sponsor. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. I'm opening Game Time right now for my house here in Connecticut. The beauty of where I live, I can be in Boston in almost as little time as I can be in New York. And this weekend, if I wanted to, I could get into the Saints-Patriots game for less than $160 live NFL. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. If you're going to San Francisco. Simon, biggest game of the week. Sunday Night Football, Dallas at San Francisco, Niners minus three and a half. This was an immediate bet on our Sunday Night Pod. I can tell you of all the bets I've made so far, this is the biggest bet I've made this week. Might continue to be the biggest bet I made this week. I think there is such a discrepancy between this Niners team and this Cowboys team. And this Cowboys team is getting way too much credit from the market for a team they were in week one, not the team they are in week five. 
Yeah, it's hard for me to say just because I do think Dallas is so good. But, you know, we're talking about these two teams and how I feel about them. Chad, you're spot on. I, I said it on Sunday night. I, I'd make the 49ers a small favorite, and even if they were in Dallas. So, I, of course, I'm taking the 49ers here. And, you know, it, it's not just because – I hate doing this stuff because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just shitting on the Cowboys. But a lot does go into it where it's like they, they do beat up on these bad teams. Like, that's Dak's specialty. He is so good against these bad yep. teams. And maybe I do need to adjust to that and – you know, say what you want about that Cardinals team. Like, well, he lost that bad team. That was a classic. They kind of just overlooked that team. And that doesn't really happen with them. And looking at this matchup here with the 49ers, we kind of talked about Sunday where it's like, how, how do I not back this 49ers team? It's all it's all buzzing, right? Like, McCaffrey's look great. Purdy, yes, he hasn't looked as incredible as he did last year. But little things I talked about, I think he's doing really well. He's checking out of certain looks, making other looks where it's like, 50-50 ball downfield. He was not throwing that last year. This year he is doing it. He's trusting his receivers. Ayuk is supposed to be back. You know, if he's if if every everything is healthy right now for this 49ers team where Dallas has had their injuries. Okay. Cooks, their number three receiver, has been out. We already know Diggs is out for the season. That's a big deal to this team. Like you went from having a real shutdown corner, a ball hawk, a guy who gets, what was it, 18 interceptions in three seasons, some crazy number like that. It's just gone from this Dallas defense. And you know, the flip side, you saw the Cardinals team run the ball everywhere they wanted against this Dallas team. That is Dallas's Achilles heel, and that will continue to be that way until they address getting a good D tackle that can stop the run or a linebacker that can stop the run. They didn't do that at offseason, right? They went out and they addressed other positions. So that's their biggest weakness, and the best two teams in the NFC are the best two running teams in all of football. All right. Sorry for those listening live and watching live. Uh, we had a little bit of a laptop crash. The laptop got too hot because the, the takes were too hot. Yeah, this is so far my biggest bet of the week. One of the bigger bets I've made this season. But that is uh, that's our take on the Cowboys and the and the Niners. We like the Niners here. Monday Night Football. Green Bay visiting the Raiders. Raiders two point underdogs here. Raiders were the most unlucky team in Week Four. I talked about the Bears. Perfect. You know, I talked about the Bears and I talked about the Falcons. Look, we were both on the Raiders against the Chargers. Even though they gave multiple short fields to the Chargers, they still had a chance to score, if not for a bad read by a rookie quarterback in his first start at the Chargers three-yard line led to a pick. I'm getting a home dog in prime time. I feel like we got to take the Raiders here. Yeah, and I'll, I'll save my big breakdown for Thursday show on this one. Yeah, Raiders, I love, love, love them this week. Love them in this spot. Hoping this gets the three. Great, great buy-low opportunity. But even on Sunday night when I saw this number, I was like, well, probably going to end up on the Raiders again this week. So uh, I'm grabbing the two and a half now. I think you all should, just in case Jimmy G gets cleared and this number does come down. But even it's O'Connell, I like what I saw from the kids. So um, definitely a game long. I'm going to break down more for you guys on Thursday. But, yeah, grab, grab that number now, two and a half. I was going to make this my Simon Says, but with all the movement on that Atlanta number, I just want you to get the two or one and a half before it goes to two and a half, three. So uh, both these games I would grab now. Reminder, uh, the exact decision is New Orleans plus one and a half. The uh, Simon Says is Atlanta minus one and a half. Somehow we've got a whole host of games that we've decided are interesting, even though when we first started at the top of the show, 
we weren't sure, and it certainly wasn't as easy as last week. Um, so we'll have a lot more to break down on Thursday. We'll go deeper on Cowboys 49ers. We'll go deeper on Packers and Raiders. Um, a lot to say about Atlanta. A lot to say about the Colts. A lot to say about New Orleans and the Patriots. Um, reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older. Must be present in Colorado, Kentucky, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites Live on AMP or the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Till Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.